BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. I am here on my own for you, and I decided to turn off all the lights, dim my lamp, sit at my desk in silence, in the cold with a blanket, and do this. And I'm going to try to be like as relaxed as possible. It's so hard for me sometimes when I'm podcasting. I notice my shoulders tense up, and I need to like stop always thinking about what I'm going to say next and focus on what I'm saying right now. And isn't that with life what we're supposed to do? Anyways, we are supposed to always stay in the present moment. I follow and adore Valeria Lipovetsky, and she had this quote on her Instagram today that said, like, there are only two things that haven't happened that you can't control. One is yesterday and the other one is tomorrow. So that leaves you with today. And all you should do is use the space that you have today to create happiness. And on that note, I decided to dig into the mental health questions that were asked of me. As some of you may have remembered, you asked a lot of questions on my Instagram. And so sweet little Annie divided decided to divvy them up and make them into categories for me so that everything was succinct and organized and categorized so that we could stay on the same page. We are going to get into mental health. Here is the first question. How do you handle times of major anxiety and stress? Do you see a therapist? Why did you start? So I've had a few times of like major, major life-altering anxiety and stress. Once when my aunt passed away, when I was a lot younger, I was in my early 20s and that was obviously a huge moment in my family. And then obviously my dad passing away, I would say, you know, those are the two major, major, major moments that had, um, you know, an effect on my brain in a very, very negative way that increased sadness and depression and anxiety And I really didn't do a lot. I think I was young and naive and unaware of how certain habits would continue to 
come up and up again if I didn't deal with them. And so I would do little things here and there. I decided to join Our House Grief Support Center, which is a really, really amazing support center. And I've talked about it a lot. Grief is something that a lot of us are feeling more and more day by day. This grief center consisted of small groups of people in your age group that either lost their mom or dad, and you didn't know them, and you met once a week, and you just sat around, and there was a moderator who decided to bring up certain, you know, prompts, how we were feeling, the deepest deeps, the best memories, the sense that that brought up things like things that we didn't want to talk about with anybody else and that we felt, you know, a burden to talk about, but things that everybody else really wanted to hear. And, you know, it made them think about those moments with their dad or their mom. And it's really just so important to hold on to those moments. And I wish that there was a grief support group for people continuing to deal with grief because it never goes away. I mean, it does... (sighs) It does hit you less with time and we'll get into some grief advice because I see that's at the end here. But moral of the story is I didn't start really taking my mental health seriously until this year. I went to the grief support center. I did a little bit of therapy, but I gave up very quickly. I took a mindfulness course And I think in the moments I thought I was like checking the boxes, but I was not really thinking about actually making change. So I started therapy. I would say I've been consistently going for about five months now, and it feels at times, honestly, like exhausting and I don't want to do it and I don't want to hear myself complain But most of the time, which is what I need to pay attention to, and I think what we all need to pay attention to is like the majority of the time afterwards, I feel such a release. I think a lot of us sometimes have that anxiety about therapy, about not wanting to really go deep, not feeling like it, not wanting to put yourself in that headspace, wanting to just brush it off and live life. But I think what you realize the more and more you do that is that somewhere else out there in space and in this sense, therapy. And I've just noticed like such a release afterwards. Sunday, for instance, I was having, I mean, granted, also take a look for any women out there. Take a look when you're about to get your period too, because that is a huge indicator of impending anxiety and stress and being mindful and present, you know, with it and not beating yourself up for it. Not that you should regardless, but on Sunday, I started to have these crazy feelings of like, oh my God, I'm such a mess. I'm so emotional. Like, I'm so lucky. I I have so much to be grateful for, but... I'm just overthinking everything. And I feel like I'm overthinking even being in the moment. And even when I'm in the moment, I'm like being obsessed about being in the moment and like then immediately shifting to thinking about the future and planning like the next getaway or planning my tomorrow or whatever it is. And I feel like I was just so chaotic. And then I turned to my Clue app and I realized that my period was about to hit. And then on Monday morning, my period hit. And then I had therapy and I felt really after that I was a new person. I started therapy because I was just feeling down every day. I was feeling like I didn't really have a purpose, which sounds crazy because it feels like I do so much. And so like, what am I actually doing anything for? But 
I just needed to have someone else besides Timmy to like pile stuff on. Someone that I didn't have to feel guilty about venting to, that I didn't have to feel like self-conscious about saying anything about, that I could really like share mostly my deepest, darkest secrets. I feel like I haven't gone to the full place of deepest, darkest secrets yet. I don't know that I ever will. I feel like it's still fine to have your own deep, dark secrets, right? And I think it was quarantine. I think it was a lot of us, you know, being in our heads all the time and not having any social interaction or any activities or anything to do outside of our home that was distracting us from like facing issues. And so I was really dealing with that. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm dealing with issues with my family, issues with COVID, issues with being in such close proximity to my family, you know, third life crisis situations where I'm feeling like, just get me out of here. You know, all those things that I think a lot of people felt with during quarantine, that's when I decided to do it and I will never turn back. And now a word from one of our brand partners. When it comes to treating fine lines, dark spots, and all these signs of aging, your unique skin deserves unique care. I go to experts to check out my skin and I trust them, but it's hard to always get there. And especially with everything going on, it's nice to have someone to turn to that is an expert, but that you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. That's why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Agency. So Agency is a future-defining skincare brand that believes you deserve customized products for your dynamic and ever-evolving skin. So if I had to tell my future self something, it would be to go talk to an expert and go actually get skincare advice from someone that you trust and that someone that knows all the science behind everything they put in products. Starting off with agency is super easy. All you have to do is just upload photos of your skin and tell agency about yourself. So I took my selfies from the different angles and I told them that I wanted to treat the dark spots on the sides of my face and on my cheekbones. So next agency matched me with a licensed dermatology provider who creates a custom formula with research backed ingredients just for you. So I was so excited to get my product in the mail. Mine had niacinamide in it, which has a powerful antioxidant activity and helps reduce inflammation, dark spots, and fine lines. And then also has tretinoin in it, which helps reduce fine lines and unwanted pigmentation. So Those were the things I focused on. Those are the things I put in my product. And my skin has felt so smooth and amazing, especially with all the sunscreen. This personalized product has been awesome for my skin. Do what I did and try out Agency, the personalized anti-aging skincare that evolves with you. Go to withagency.com slash withwit for a free 30-day trial. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and handling. That's withagency.com slash withwit to unlock your free 30-day trial. See withagency.com for all the details subject to consultation. And now a word from one of our brand partners. All right. It's summertime. We're all outside. We're drinking beer. Why are we not drinking Coors Pure? Coors Pure is organic. We're all trying to leave the balanced life 
that we want. We're trying to work out daily. We're trying to eat healthy all the time, trying to keep up with all the quote wellness trends. And you feel like you're trying so hard all the time, but with Coors Pure, like I know this sounds like an ad, but it's literally just rolling off my tongue. You don't even have to try because you're enjoying life and you're drinking something that's organic. Honestly, sometimes like getting in a quick walk or doing a little dance in the mirror is enough to celebrate. Those are the days you grab your beer, grab your Coors Pure, an organic beer that's all about celebrating the wins of everyday life. Not what we didn't do, but actually what we did and what we did great. And it's organic, but chill about it. A little bit more about the beer. It's organic with zero sugar and only 92 calories. It's the perfect crisp and refreshing beer to reach for while living the balanced lifestyle in this sun, this summer. So... When you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for your Coors Pure. Go to CoorsPure.com slash with wit to see where you can find Coors Pure. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia. Again, that's go to CoorsPure.com slash with wit to see where you can find Coors Pure. Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, a creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. And now back to our chat. Next question. What do you do to refrain from obsess over worst case scenario and mishaps from the day? So my best advice for this is to have a mantra about how the worst case scenario situation and the mishap hasn't happened yet. What can I do to be prepared enough without making myself crazy about it? And for me, personally, I'm just not the kind of person that's ever had the issue of like uh, being over prepared. I'm not like a worst case scenario thinker in terms of everyday stuff. I'm a worst case scenario thinker in terms of like really big things. Like I'm a worst case scenario in terms of thinking like when I get sensitive and sad that like Timmy's going to leave me. But I'm not a worst case scenario thinker thinking like God forbid, knock on wood, something that would ever happen to Sunny or anything like that. Like, that's just not me. But I really just try to stay in the moment and like tell myself like nothing has happened yet. Stay in my reality. Continue to tell myself what is true, what is real. And if there's anything I can do to eliminate what I'm worried about happening. The next question is how to handle overthinking things. So I think therapy plays a huge part in this. I think making lists of things that you're thinking about and then having these conversations and putting them someplace so that you don't continually overthink them and you actually create solutions with someone. What's really important in overthinking is separating, obviously, your perception from your reality and separating what you think other people think about you and what they actually think about you. And I think once you can kind of get a grasp on those things and decipher in your head, like, I'm projecting this, or I think Timmy's annoyed at me, but do I actually know that to be true? Have I asked him? Or 
you know, is this just something that I'm thinking that he is, but that he's actually not, you know, like you have to really continue to remind yourself what is really, really true and what you're just making up in your head. Next question. How do you work through imposter syndrome? Now, this is really hard. And I feel like I literally am just figuring out this week that I have that. Like, I related to the concept of it, but I didn't realize that imposter syndrome is what it actually is. I had various jobs in high school and I worked hard as a college student and I always had jobs throughout my college career. And I think I was always motivated and I had my eyes set on something big for myself. And the show just happened, which I'm not really surprised about because I feel like I manifested something big for myself career-wise. And I have to take ownership of that. And I haven't really said that out loud before, but I have to take ownership of that. It wasn't just like I was at the right place at the right time. I had put myself in a position to be open to this opportunity in this work environment beforehand and taken chances. And so I think that that's really important. But I think that also a lot of things that happened on the show, a lot of the jobs we had, a lot of the people we met, a lot of the opportunities we had, a lot of the places that we got to travel to were set up and were given to us largely because of the platform of the show. And I think sometimes that made me feel unworthy and it made me feel like I didn't really earn these things and that someone was just granting them to me when the show stopped and I stopped having that exposure, it was like a really big slap in the face. Like life isn't just handed to you on a silver platter. And so since the show has been over, I really have tried to make things happen for myself, but I think I still have that little shadow of me that's like, I don't really deserve this. If it weren't for the show, I wouldn't be having these opportunities. I just can really beat myself up and I need to be more aware of this and I need to realize that, yes, the show was a platform, but there are so many platforms in different realms. I could have given up on so many different things and not sat and like gone to work every day and made things happen, but I did. And I like have to be proud of that, as do all of you. And now a word from one of our brand partners. I've been having such a hard time finding a shampoo that I really love, a shampoo and conditioner that I really love. Sometimes I love one and not the other. I don't find a shampoo that lathers enough. And then I don't find a conditioner that's like rich enough for my ends. And I feel like skincare has all these personalized situations, but hair care doesn't. And then I found Gemist and I became obsessed. I found Gemist. I took their quick two minute quiz and they have their fancy schmancy algorithm that matched me with the best shampoo and conditioner and a scalp balancing bar, which really, really balances out the pH of my scalp. Is it magic? Nope. It's actually science bonus. You can also save money by subscribing. So I've been feeling like my hair is just thinning a little bit. So I wanted something with volume. And then I also wanted something for color treated hair since I do color my hair. So I filled out the quiz. I put in all those things and they made such amazing formulas for me. It's a subscription service. You save 20% on every order with smart subscribe and you get free shipping. 
Based on your hair length and washing frequency, they personalize your subscription frequency by weeks. And there's flexible subscription and easy to skip shipments. Also free returns. If you are ready to have the best hair of your life, try Gemist. Right now, my listeners can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner smart subscription. Smart subscribers already save 20% on each order. So this is an amazing deal. And with free two-day shipping, you can have it in no time. Just visit Gemist.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter with wit 20 at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That's Gemist.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com and enter code with wit 20 at checkout to get the best hair of your life. And now back to our show. Okay, next question. How do you manage your inner voice and making sure you are not your own worst enemy? (sighs) Again, this is so hard. This is really, really continually checking yourself and being like, wait, I need to be conscious of my thoughts. I can't just let them race and race and race. Like someone said on this podcast, we have 60,000 thoughts in a day and most of them aren't true. So you have to really tune in to knowing like what your truth is and you have to really, and this is what I'm really working on is because I feel like I have a strong sense of, of my truth and strong sense of self, but I'm just afraid of what other people think. And so then I don't share it. And then it comes across like I don't know or I'm insecure, but I'm not. I just sort of care too much about what other people think. And so I have to tell myself, okay, today is going to be a good day. Like you are on top of things. You can control things. Like you have the power to do this. You have the power to say yes to this. You have the power to say no to that. And you need to be really, really grateful for that. You need to then continue to tell yourself like you are purposeful, like you are good. You are doing the best that you can. And if you're not, that's okay too, because we're human. And sometimes we want to be lazy and sometimes we don't want to show up. And sometimes we want to cancel. And like, I don't know, like I, maybe sometimes that sounds like excuses to me and I forgive myself, but like, I have to forgive myself. Like I have to forgive myself for what I've done because I've been been acting on what I wanted to do. I was just saying on Instagram that I have to tell myself I am worthy of making decisions and I am worthy of my decision being heard. And I want other people to feel the exact same. And I want to hear what they're thinking and will give just as much light and space to it. And I just want to operate from a place of like honesty and truth and be direct and not be looked at like, like she doesn't know what she's talking about or she's a bitch or like she doesn't have the experience that I have. Those are just some of the things that I think people are thinking. And one, they may even not be thinking that. And two, it's like, just continue to tell yourself that you're a good person, like operate from kindness, operate from understanding, really, really listen. And like, don't be afraid to be yourself and share your opinion. The next question is how to not compare yourself to others. And if anybody can give me the secret to that, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated because I, I would like to know how do I not compare myself to others? It is so hard for me to not do that. 
I don't want to scroll Instagram, but then I do. And I know that I'm subconsciously comparing myself to others the whole time. I catch myself doing it. I'm like, oh, they're there. Like, I want to be there. Or, oh, this is like a cool piece of content. Like, why didn't I think of doing this? Like, silly things like that. And I think one is doing less of that, like doing less of social media scrolling. And I know I'm all about social media, but you guys, like, you do you. Consume it when you want, don't when you don't. I just feel like we only live one life. Try to make decisions based on what feels most to you. Like before, when you ask yourself something, first try really to decipher what like you intuitively feel before you start to think about what someone else wants. And this is so much easier said than done. But again, if anybody has the answers or tips on how to not compare yourself to others. I would really love to hear it. Okay. How do you keep your peace? I had to think about that one for a second. I think I'm just kind of like mostly a peaceful person. I think being the middle child of a big family, I was just kind of like the blob that got passed along. And I think I was just always a little Buddha baby, peaceful person but I, I find my peace by making sure that I have ample alone time and time outside, time sweating, time listening to loud music, really just like time by myself. I've realized more and more how much I actually need that. Taking really long showers, taking really long mindful showers, practicing yoga. I need to think more about keeping my peace. A lot of these questions are actually sparking a lot of neurons. And now a word about one of my fave products. It is just so important for Timmy and I to continue investing in Sunny's education. He is our future. I know for me, when I was younger, my parents made me believe that I could do anything. I had an amazing art teacher that I feel like really impacted me and made me really believe in myself as a creative. Our childhood experiences really impact who we are today and just like our investment in childhood education. That's why I'm here to talk about KiwiCo because KiwiCo is a subscription service that gives your kids new crates full of fun science and art projects every month. They're STEAM projects. So for trailblazing toddlers to more experienced explorers and every stage in between, their kits are so awesome. They have this Young Chemist three-pack, which is really, really cute. So here's just an example of what they do. We got a crystal chemistry garden. So you learn about scientific methods and then you put together a bubbly chemical reaction in your own fab chemistry lab. And then there's oil and water chemistry where you set up your very own fab chemistry lab and conduct a series of hands-on oil and water experiments. So these kits give you everything that you need in a really sustainable and beautiful way to create these moments, to create this education, and to know that they're coming from a STEAM background. I highly recommend you cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones even without leaving home. From sailing the solar system to building an animation machine or the science projects like Sunny and I did, the best part is watching their confidence grow, watching their big smiles grow as they realize that they can actually do things. Everything is shipped right to your door and there's no commitment so you can pause or cancel 
any time. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash with wit. That's kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash with wit. And now back to our chat. Next question is motivation when emotionally drained. I would say when you feel emotionally drained to really try not to push yourself too hard if you can. I think if you're emotionally drained and you have to get something done, the best thing to do is just to do it. I'm sorry, just like rip off a Band-Aid, do it, and then you're gonna be done and you're gonna have it off your to-do list, off your brain, and then you can fully, fully relax. I'm trying to just like not procrastinate and get right into things more. Timmy's taught me to do that. And it feels so good to actually like check things off. Don't get me wrong. I'm still like a mega, mega, mega procrastinator. But I think that in terms of motivating when feeling emotionally drained to do that. But otherwise, if work can wait, try not to motivate yourself too hard to really listen to your body. Then don't feel guilty about whatever it is you decide to do, whether that's lay on the couch or whether that's go outside for a walk. Being emotionally drained is something that you really need to not add to by feeling bad about what you do. So just really try to tune into you and see what would make you feel the happiest in an hour and try to think about your your best self in an hour so that you could work towards that. Someone asked me, do I journal? I don't journal. Everybody has been telling me that I should be journaling and I don't journal. Sometimes I make a gratitude list or sometimes I'll just think about things that made me happy during the day and write them down. But other than that, I do not journal. In terms of grief advice, there's a couple things. You should, first of all, listen to my podcast with Rabbi Leader. He writes a book all about just the beauty of life. And if there was no death, then what would the beauty of life be all about? And I think he has some really, really poignant things to say. He looks at death through like the lens of wisdom. Like, what can we learn from this? How can we be better people? How can we learn that there's only one life to live and learn that we there are consequences to our actions. If there weren't, then what would be the purpose of living? So it's that's the reality side of it is just like coming to terms with the fact that it's real and there's nothing that you can do about it. And that's really, really hard, but that comes with time. I like the quote that Jade said to me once and it said, grief is basically all the love you have for the person, but don't have anywhere to put it. And that's kind of what grief feels like. And I felt like that was how it feels like you just have all this love for this person. And then all that love just like bottles up in a lump in your throat and you just can't really believe it. But I will say that now with it being eight years, there's so much that I've learned about myself And so much that I do now that's based on knowing how fragile life is that I feel so grateful for that I know for people that are going through it, through it right now that I've dealt with a death recently that that is almost impossible to hear. But the other thing that someone told me that I've shared before is that the pain you feel when you think about your lost loved one will always be as deep and as strong. But the amount of times throughout the days and throughout the years where it hits you will happen less and less. And 
that has been something that has actually really been true. I was like intoxicated by it, I think, for the first couple of years. I was a ball of mess, a ball, ball of hot, tangly hair, ball, disgusting mess. And, um, and I think I'm just starting to kind of come out of it and I still have like a really, really long way to go. But I just think like how I viewed my life pre-dad and post-dad are kind of like two completely different mindsets. And I'm trying to come to term with like the me pre-dad and the me post-dad. And just continue to tell yourself that it's all a work in progress and that all we can do is take things day by day and that there's really, really no way out but through. But to lean on on community centers or group support groups or, you know, Instagram accounts, option B, feel your feelings. Don't push them down. Talk about them with someone. Definitely talk about them with someone. If you only take one thing away from this episode, it's that you need somewhere to go with your feelings and talk about them. They cannot just be stored up in your brain. They can't. It'll just cause confusion and chaos and they'll all just keep multiplying and multiplying and you literally won't know how to function. So I'm going to stop preaching now because I'm tired and I'm going to listen to my brain and my body. I'm going to take it easy this evening, take a long hot shower, get sunny to sleep. I mean, get Sunday to sleep first, then take a long hot shower, take it easy, watch ooh, Siesta in the Hills and Beverly Hills in New York. Oh my God, maybe so many new. Oh my God, when's Big Brother coming on and Survivor? Who's excited for those? Should we do recaps of those? All right. Peace in the streets, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.